Dad, we do this every year. You, you like you put cranberry. This is what happens every year. He puts that cranberry out on the table. About midway through the meal, nobody except my Aunt Bonnie has eaten it. And he starts guilting the table. And he'll take a bite of it and be like, man, it's good this year. Oh, is this, this is the rock star of the plate. That's my dad's move. It's like, this is the rock star of the plate. And we're all like, dad, nobody gives a shit about your cranberry sauce. Okay? <laughs> it is true. Exactly. Yeah, every what year. Just said Literally verbatim every year. every year. Right. This is the Greg Cody Show. With Greg Cody. Pardon it. Here's your host, Greg Cody. It's a holiday extravaganza at the Greg Cody Show podcast. It's Thanksgiving week. We're gobbling it. Gobbling it. Do you still sound like crap? What's happening right now? What's that? I was like, I was trying to evaluate your voice. Remember last week, your voice was a little rough. So I was just evaluating. Yeah, it's still a little rough in my ear, but um, but I think it's good. No, we got a big show today, man. We, um, uh, we're going to celebrate Thanksgiving. We're going to make fun of Thanksgiving. We're going to bring in a guy you don't know, but will know, named Mark Angelo. You know why we have him on? He's the biggest Miami Dolphins fan in the entire world, certified. How much does he weigh? He weighs like 9,000 pounds. No, he, the biggest, not the heaviest, but oh. the biggest, because he's the NFL nominee from Miami for Dolphins Fan of the Year. So we're going to talk to him about the joys and frustrations of being a Dolphins fan. But first, before we launch this podcast episode, <clears throat> I have to tell you all a conversation uh, Christopher and I had in a McDonald's of all places. And I never go into McDonald's. It's the first time I've been in one in years. I was, I'm honestly annoyed that you admitted that to the public. I thought that was just something me and you would keep to ourselves, but you just. No, this is so weird. It's, I consider it to be OCD. Oh, you're talking about the bags? <laughs> oh, God. My son, Christopher, this show's producer, is afraid of empty bags. It's not afraid. It's not a phobia, okay? No, it, I think it is. I Listen, I just don't like empty bags around me, <laughs> okay? this It's not just at restaurants. It's not just in the restaurant variety. I don't like an empty Publix bag. I don't like empty... Like it, it, It's just... I like to put them either on the floor or condense them and crumble them up. Like, I don't like... what Like, you get, the, you get your Uber Eats delivered and then you take all the food out. I don't like those empty bags just standing on the table while I eat. Like they either need to be crumbled up, put on their side, put on the floor if they're going to be used as a garbage. It's I, it, I will admit it's it's a, it's one of my oddities. So you see an empty bag and you're sad because you think the empty bag is sad. I mean, I don't know if you want to play like psychologist with this. I don't know what's going on there. I'd love if anyone out there is a psychologist to tell me what's wrong with me because of this. Okay. But it's not a sadness. It's just it's it's like a stress thing. It like stresses me out to see all these empty bags. Like I want to like condense. It's like, is there food in here? If there's like there shouldn't be one item in each of three bags. Like, let's get all the items into one bag and then let's get rid of the empty bags. Okay. Like I just there's just something about bags and being empty that stress me. I feel like you're anti-bag. I feel like uh to you, the bag has no usefulness unless it's holding something. You can't just let the bag be. Maybe that's, I mean, I don't know. Is that what I'm doing there? Yeah, I think so. I think you're anti-bag. But speaking of bags. What's the, I, I think, I think the, the, I think the general conversation to be had from this is like, everyone's got that thing, right? You, like what's like your, the weirdest thing that you're OCD about. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's some, there's some fun to be had. Like if we had a, a call in line, maybe next week, don't we have, you know what? Let's do that. Let's we'll have Yeti set up one of those Google okay. lines. We'll tweet it out 
And let's have people call in and tell us the weirdest things they're OCD about. And then maybe in an upcoming episode, we'll play those. We should. The best uh, submissions we get. Yeah, because when I think of myself, um, I don't know how weird this is. I think it's pretty normal, but I always, not usually, always put on my left sock before my right sock and my left shoe before my right shoe. Always, 100%. And I don't know why. I can't tell you why. Yeah, but that's not that weird. Yeah, I don't think so either. Like that that, that doesn't even sniff the <clears throat> jock strap to, uh, is that, did I use that phrase right? <laughs> that doesn't sniff anything near my bag yeah. thing. Like my bad thing, my bag thing is much stranger than that. Yeah, your empty bag thing is weird. Um, before we get... By the way, the I think we should just get to the world's largest Dolphins fan is is, is in the Zoom waiting room. So should we let him in and just uh, talk to this guy? I do. I do want to talk at some point in the podcast and it can be later about most overrated Thanksgiving foods because I have strong feelings about this, but we don't, we can put that off. Yeah, we can gobble gobble in a little bit. I, I just like feel bad keeping this guy waiting. Like, let's let him on in. No, let's let him in. Should we tell him that he's live on air as we come in or how are we going to do this? How you doing, Mark? Uh, hi, how you doing, buddy? We're doing great. I want to, I want to welcome uh, Mark Angelo, AKA the world's, is it the world's number one Dolphins fan or just the United States number one Dolphins fan? <laughs> wow. Well, uh, the Dolphins have nominated me to represent them in the NFL's Fan of the Year for 2021. So I, since I know a whole world of Dolphins fans, I'm going to say it's uh, for 2021, I guess we're the best fan in the world. I love it. <laughs> exactly. Um, first of all, Mark, uh, pe- people listening to this can't see it, but uh, you're in what appears to be a Dolphins den right now, like a, like a, uh, a man cave that is given over to your fandom. Could you describe it for us? Oh, yeah. There's dolphins everything. Looks like dolphins. Uh, is that a dolphin comforter? The man cave is It's also my gym. I come down here and I uh, watch the games and I uh, work out down here and just uh, Hell yeah. get acclimated with all my dolphin stuff down here. And this is where I'm at home. Excellent. Now, what's the most obscure dolphin item you have? Like a dolphin thong? Like, let's get serious here. Come on. Give me the good stuff. <laughs> um, well, I do. I definitely do have that. Uh, I'm not going to show it, but... Uh, <laughs> no, we wouldn't ask. I'm not wearing it right now. Yes. Oh, we don't need to see it, but I just love to know it's there. <laughs> I love to know it's there. So I, I think my bit, my best Dolphins item I have is actually a, a 10-foot by 12-foot Miami Dolphins Finns force flag that they used to run across the field when they would score. And then when they changed the logo, 16 people in the world got one of these flags and i just so happened to be one of them oh wow so that's my most prized possession from the dolphins and uh whenever we do a watch party or an event with dolphin fans anywhere we we bring the flag out and make sure everyone gets to take pictures with it and run around with it mark you're a man with an orange beard is that uh described accurately that is accurate for the moment yeah it's uh it is fake i will disclose that now that it's not i was gonna uh, say as a natural ginger, we can tell it from a mile away. It's nice. I appreciate the the, the support. And even though it's for the Dolphins, I'm going to take it as a show of support for me as a ginger. So uh, I appreciate it on both fronts. <laughs> okay. Absolutely, but- man. I, I, was, I was in a grocery store one day and the Scottish guy, the, the Scottish guy was uh, packing beer up and he saw me out the corner of his eye and, and he at first thought it was real. And he came running up to me and then he was very disappointed, but he, he did appreciate it. So it was pretty funny. <laughs> That's great. Um, Mark, I have to start with this because when... Wh- well, Dad, we've already we've talked to him for like five minutes, so you're not starting with that, but go ahead. That's true. Uh, I'd like to continue with this. Uh, 
Christopher, my son and producer, is always catching me on on shit like that. Um, <laughs> Mark, th- this is a Miami-based podcast, so a lot of our listeners are Dolphins fans. Um, but I was surprised, uh, and I'm very curious, why is a guy from Northern California not only a Dolphins fan, but a, a, a rabid Dolphins fan big enough in his fandom to, to get this honor that you've been given? Uh, well, I mean, I, I, I can't explain it to you either because I know a lot of really amazing fans from out there in South Florida. Um, I, do, I do work with fan club leaders from around the world, though. I know 60 Miami Dolphin fan club presidents from around the world. So, I mean, I do know a lot of Dolphin fans and uh, interact with a lot of Dolphin fans, whether at games or online or, or whatever. So I, I think that might have a little something to do with it. And, and, I, and I work with the Dolphins on fan club weekend when we pick a game every year to get all the fan clubs to come out together and go to one game and spend the weekend or sometimes a whole week out there in Miami together. And uh, this year we had 210 people all together from all over the world. And it would have been 250 or 275 if there wasn't the European ban over here. So uh, it gets bigger and better every year. Um, I, I guess that's why they chose a guy from Northern California to represent him. I, I, that's all I can say. All right. Well, it's time for tough love now, Mark. Now, I grew up a Dolphins fan. I've, I was at the last playoff win, Jay Fiedler, Lamar Smith against the Colts. I've suffered through a lot of this. And this year, I kind of just decided that I wanted to have a good quarterback. So I, I, I kind of just decided to become a Chargers fan this year. And I'm telling you, Mark, I know you're looking at me. I see all the stuff around the room. You're very committed to the Dolphins. But I am telling you, I know the Chargers, they've had a little bit of a little hiccup the last few weeks. But it feels good to have a quarterback, man. Come on over. Be a Chargers fan with me. I'm sure you could climb the ranks and become the number one Chargers fan. Come on over, Mark. There's plenty of room. Justin Herbert, that luscious hair, that big arm, no injury problems. Come on. Come on over, Mark. What do you think? Hey, no, I'm not going to take anything away from Justin uh, Herbert. He's a great-looking young quarterback, and uh, and I do appreciate good football. So my dad's not a football fan of any one team. He loves watching good football, and and uh, so I can appreciate uh, the Chargers, Justin Herbert. But until they start winning some stuff with them, with him, they're just another you know middle of the road team too. So. It seems like you're denying my request for you to come and join me as a Chargers fan. Is that is that am I reading that correctly? Look, I'll tell you what the Charger fans, they're they're some amazing fans too. The Bolt Pride family, they're all over the world just like we are. So look, if I was gonna jump ship, I'd probably be joining you, Chris. If if I was, but I'm not. There it is. Put put it on the scroll. Put it on the scroll. I'm kidding. Yeah, no, you're not. I'm curious when 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 other hardcore dolphin fans like yourself get together and you're discussing the team. Um, is everything pro dolphins and and rah rah and two is going to be great, <clears throat> or is there a faction? of fandom that's pretty honest and and like geez i don't i don't know about tua i don't know about chris greer i mean i'm just curious the mindset of of you super hardcore dolphins fans i think i think it's just uh like you said you know we're we're hardcore fans and, and being an honest fan doesn't mean you're not a fan so right i haven't seen Tua not show me the signs he's going to be our guy 
And at the same time, I haven't seen the signs from that says he's going to be our guy. So and the, the proof is, is going to be in the pudding. And, and until he's not our quarterback, I'm rooting for him 100 percent. So and, and yeah, definitely there's you, you talk to you talk to 10 different fans. Five of them are are, uh, are they think Tua should be gotten rid of and we should go get Watson. And then you talk to the other five and, and they're thinking, no, Tua is our guy and let's give him some time. So uh, I'm in the middle, man. I, I just want to see him succeed because that means the Dolphins will succeed. I know me and my Dolphin fans, friends, we like to play the game. Let's just name random Dolphins from like 20 years ago, just to make us smile. All right. Do you want to play a game of that? We can all do it. Dad, you're good at this game. Like I'm going to lead off with Atawali Agunlie. Lusaka Polite. Lusaka Polite. That's a good one. What do you got, Mark? There's nothing wrong with little Brian Cox out there. (laughs) Ah, little Brian Cox. Yes. Oh, that dude that with the little neck thing. Why don't linebackers wear the neck thing anymore? Channing Crowder. Jim Crash Jensen. I love me some Keith Byers, man. If you want to bring a big smile, I love that Keith Byers fullback. Yes. Yep. Deion Dyer. Rob Conrad. We've had some good like fullbacks. That. Tim Ruddy. Anyway, we could play it all day. Sorry, Dad. You can continue on. I just love this game. So, Mark, when are you going to find out um, whether you win among all the 32 finalists? And how do you win? Do they bring all the finalists to like a big stadium and you guys all just battle it out? (laughs) Or you have to like ride in on your actual mascot. So you'll like come in on an ocean holding a dolphin fin and some like buccaneer will ride in on a pirate ship. Absolutely. I got my jousting pool already. So I'm ready to come on it. There you go. We're actually all meeting at a big stadium on the biggest platform in the NFL, we're all, all 32 of us are actually being invited to the Super Bowl this year in LA. Wow. So uh, me and the wife, I'm taking my wife with me. We're allowed to bring a guest. We might be out there. So we'll, we should link up. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. And is that when you find out whether you've won? Uh, well, they haven't told us when we're going to find out. They have told us that this it's going to be an NFL panel voting this year. It's not going to be the fans voting. So uh, we've done a couple of Zoom meetings. Uh, and then ah, Zoom meeting. Uh, as far as finding out who the winner is, I have they haven't told us yet. And I don't know the timing of that. But uh, I'm just going to keep being a fan like I've always been. So when the, the, the NFL and the 32 representatives from each team, like yourself, get, get on a Zoom, is it just 32 boxes? With people like you that have like these like backgrounds for the team, oh like, yeah. Like, like where did your background rank in that Zoom call? Where would you say your background ranked of all the other Zoom backgrounds? It's definitely in the top five. There, man. There's a Colts fan in here. It looked. Like, I mean, yours is impressive. It's impressive. You know what? It's, uh, I'm very comfortable down here. The Colts guy's good. And seeing the Colts fan on the Zoom meeting two times in a row, I, there's literally not one square inch of of real estate left on his walls for anything, you know? So this is pretty dang impressive. It's a bit much though, right? It's a little like, we get it. It's like a little too look at me. <laughs> no, I'm not going to go there. Oh, <laughs> come on. We can say that, Mark. And by the way, the Charger guy had a good background too. And also that Charger fan at the Battle Royale, he's coming in on a lightning bolt. So you watch out for him because <laughs> okay. I'm telling you, you want to join these Chargers, Mark. You still have a chance. We're still here for you. Hey, we're unplugging them. We're unplugging them. There you go. What's your quick walk-by slogan for another Dolphins fan? Is it fins up? Like, what's like, if you just see somebody and you want to hit them with something, is it fins up or what's your go-to in that category? Yeah, fins up. uh, I always end everything with fins for life. Fins for life is my signature out. 
I like it. Mark, how can um, how can people follow you on Twitter? Because I think anybody in, in the sound of my voice who's a Dolphins fan is going to want to follow you because you're so passionate. How do people follow you on Twitter? Uh, I'm on Twitter for uh, under at NorCalDolphan. And uh, I'm, I'm mostly on Facebook. I've gotten a little bit more involved with Twitter since uh, finding out that I was nominated as fan of the year. So <laughs> now that fame, now that fame has gotten to you, now that you're a famous man, you're like, you know, I got to get out on the social. I got to make the most. I got you. I respect the hustle, baby. Hey, for real, man. I'm I'm okay with covering my face. I want to win for the Dolphins, dude. That's that's all I care about, man. Is I want the Dolphins to win something. Yes, really. <laughs> that is true. We need to win something. Do you have like a, a quote unquote regular job? <laughs> well, I, I own my own business. I'm an auto mechanic, so I own my own auto shop. And uh, okay, a lot of my customers, they look at me funny, but then once they understand that I care about my team and I care about my job, you know, they actually appreciate, they appreciate my goofy look. Okay. <laughs> And and when you're fixing somebody's car, do you uh, surreptitiously uh, sneak a Dolphins bumper sticker under their car without them knowing it? I mean, I, I have done things like that. Yeah, I, I, here in California, I work on a lot of Raiders and 49er fan cars. So um, I like to mess around with them a little bit. Okay, just fix the, you know, make the brakes so they don't work, stuff like that. Well, they squeak the Dolphins fight song. Okay. Yes. Now, Dad, can we sing the fight song on the way out here? That's the only way to let. Like, come on, we got to do this over Zoom with a with a with with spotty Wi-Fi. Come on, let's do this. I'd love it to go out for the three of us. Yes, singing the Dolphins fight song because we all know it by heart down here. We'll do it in unison. We can do it, the three of us. Okay, Christopher, get us started. Give us a countdown. Dun, dun, dun. Miami, Miami has, has the Dolphins, Dolphins the, the greatest football team. Just push through the Zoom. <laughs> Take the ball from, from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl because we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, number one. Yes. Awesome. All right. Rick Weaver is rolling over in his grave. I still haven't got my voice back yet. Nah, you're fine, man. You sounded great. Thanks for joining us, man. Hey, thanks for having me, Chris and Greg. Hey, Mark, thanks a lot. Really enjoyed it. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Appreciate it. Good luck in the in the big decision. And maybe we'll see you at the Super Bowl because I think we are going out there. Go Dolphins. Yep. Yes. Well, we'll see you then. Yes. All right. See you, Mark. Thanks for doing it. Fins for life, baby. Fins up. I did not think that I was going to get him to say, if I had to leave a team, I'd be right there with you. I mean, that was... Yeah, I, I didn't either. Put it on the scroll. I mean, that should eliminate him from the competition right away. I'm kidding. I hope he wins. That's a that's a victory for you. I think his fandom is wavering, but... Um, Hopefully his fandom is better than his Wi-Fi connection. Yeah, that's true. I, I feel like uh, when we were all singing the fight song there, that none of us was singing in unison. I think we were like three different uh, voices on different tracks. Apologies, apologies if you didn't hear much from my dad in that interview as I cut all of his questions. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> They were riveting my questions. Um, all right, now that was that was a good uh, that was a good time with Dolphin of the Century, Mark Angelo of Northern California. Now I have to get back at you for coming at me to start the episode with the bags thing. Um, 
and before because we still want to get to Thanksgiving because this is a holiday week. But first, you made fun of me for the bags. I want to make fun of you for we were driving the other day. I think it was on like the way to this same lunch that you referred to earlier. And some ladies walking down the street with an umbrella. You know, we live in South Florida. Um, it's hot and this was not raining. And this was a lady using the umbrella for shade. And you scoffed at this. You were like, what? What is she? That's not what the umbrella is for. And I was just like, what are you talking about? You live in South Florida. You of all people should understand the value of shade. So, so like explain to make sense of why you don't think someone should use an umbrella for shade. Wow. Um, I don't want to come off as, as cold and heartless, obviously, because if, I feel like if this lady, you know, had a skin condition and, and literally could not get sun, then we can assume we, we don't have to, we, we can assume that we can assume that she doesn't have a skin condition. Thank you for bringing it there, though. Okay. I, I just think in general terms, uh, the umbrella was designed uh, to be a retardant to rain, not sun. I think it's a, a misappropriation of intent when you use an umbrella um, for shade only. I, I don't think it's I don't think it's right. Are you anti shade? Like I, I was at Disney with you a few months back. You were a man looking for shade at every crevice. Like if there was a little, if there right, was, but not with an umbrella. But my point is, is like you could have had an umbrella. Like I, I actually, if we want to talk about umbrellas in a theme park, that I've, like I could get behind you on that. But just the idea that you object, like we live in South Florida, it's hot as shit. The sun is bright. Like, right. I'm just, it's just, I feel like you have a take here that you don't actually even believe. And we also have a lot of trees. I believe in natural shade. I don't believe in uh, man-made shade. Dad, me and you, me and you put up a canopy in your backyard like two years ago. That's, what are you talking about? Right. Well, that's to keep the rain out. Okay, you're being ridiculous. That's not true. All the times you're sitting out there in a rainstorm, you're like, this is why we have this thing. When like you can't move because you're stuck under this little eight by eight canopy. And you're like, this is why I built it. No, you built it for on a, on a Saturday afternoon. Okay. While you're watching Graceland in the pool, mom can sit under the shade. Have you ever heard of the phrase Brock umbrella? No. Okay, Lou Brock, the Hall of Fame baseball player. I think he made the Hall of Fame. Um, that was before I started voting. Was this like a was this like the like a a a, por- a foreman grill that flopped? Well, no, Lou, uh, Lou Brock invented um, essentially a shade hat, the umbrella hat. He called it a he called it a Brock umbrella. Well, that's a terrible name. See, they could have done better. Where that's a Greg Cody move right there. Like, yeah, it, it was a terrible name. Get it a good name that has nothing to do with Brock. You don't need your name in it. Just come up with a good name. It doesn't need to be a Greg Ella. <laughs> No, it totally would. I'm with Lou on that one. I don't think you can buy one anymore. But essentially, instead of holding an umbrella over you during in a sunstorm, sun shower, all you do is uh, wear the hat, the Brock umbrella. That way, you don't need to hold the umbrella over your head when it's not raining, and you look like a, a, a you know a, an insane person, a crazy person. You're weird. All right, you know what? Whatever. Just you're not going to take the L. I see you're just going to keep fighting back on this. You're 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 you only like man-made shade apparently. Just Right. Can I can I get off my chest what I got for Scotty Pippen? Oh god, go ahead. That guy. Okay. So if you're not aware with what Scotty Pippen's been doing recently, he has a new book out. And and you know, respect the man. You got to get that paper. Like I'm not hating on him for writing a book. Maybe you say a little thing here or there just to get some extra sales. Like I'm all for it. I get the game. I get the hustle. But he's just ripped Jordan in this book. He says it wasn't the flu game. He had a bad back that game, and his bad back was way worse than Jordan. He says that, you know, the whole Jordan thing is overhyped and that, you know, they were the best team ever and that Jordan was a part of the team and that, like, you know, he's just sour grapes. The part that it bothers me the most about this is 
Scottie Pippen is a respected basketball great. He's one, he, I think they have that list of 50 greatest players ever. He's acknowledged as one of the all-time greats, especially defensively, like, li- like one of the best defensive players of all time by consensus. So that's the part that irks me about all this. It's not like people don't acknowledge. Jordan, who's the best player ever, says his best teammate ever, Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen is thought of as the second best player on the greatest team in NBA history. And he and that's just not good enough for him. He thinks he's in Jordan's world and he's not. Like if this exact bitterness was coming from Tony Parker or Manny Ginobili talking about Tim Duncan, I would be like, okay, I can listen to that. If it was Clay Thompson or Draymond Green talking about Steph Curry, I'd be like, okay, I'll listen to that. If it was Dwayne Wade talking about, or Chris Bosh complaining about, okay, I'll maybe listen to that one. That one's a little ridiculous as well because LeBron's an all-time. But Scottie Pippen doing this with Jordan, Jordan is the GOAT. Like, he's so bitter. And now, and the part, the reason I'm bringing this up, because this is not new news, the reason that I'm like re-angry about this is because now the news of the week is, is Pippen is saying you can't even call Tom Brady the GOAT because, you know, does he play defense? Is he, does he play on that side of the ball? And it's just like now he's so bitter and so resentful of Michael Jordan. He doesn't, he wants to take like the goat. He's like, there's no goats allowed. If Jordan's going to be the best of all time, there's no one's allowed to be the best of all time. It's, it is so insanely clearly bitter and just, ugh. I just, I, I, I don't know why I'm that angry. I'm not even a Bulls fan. It's just, it makes me, it's so clear that he's just trying to say things to sell books. And it's like, you sound ridiculous, Scottie Pippen. And then it's like, now this is what people are going to think of. Before, people were like, you're an all-time great. You're the, you were the second best player on the, se- on the best team of all time. But now people are thinking, you're just the guy that is all bitter now and old and ripping Michael Jordan. I'm done. Yeah, I, I can't match your passion on this topic. But I, I will say, I think the, the bitterness in, in an effort, in a, in a bald-faced effort to sell your new book is a little bit off-putting to me, as is the total lack of self-awareness. Hey, Scotty Pippen, you you are as highly regarded as you are. You're top 50 all time only because you enjoyed the career shadow of Michael Jordan, who pulled you along to all those championship parades. I mean, that is a little like dismissive because when Jordan left, like they, they, they still went far in the playoffs. It's not like they didn't make the playoffs without Jordan. They were still a good team. But it's just, it's, it's, and, and, the, and I think we're actually letting him off the hook with the selling of the book thing, because you listen to him talk. I've, I've watched him on like multiple interviews. He is not like, we could probably get him. He's doing so many interviews, like trying to sell this book, but it's, he sounds legitimately resentful and bitter. Like, it's not like it's like totally fabricated. Like, it sounds like he genuinely believes this. And it's like, dude, not with Michael Jordan. Like we get this whole, like he's trying to like promote the idea of, you know, these the narrative is driven by the media about superstars, but it takes a team to win. Everybody can get behind that. There's important people yeah. that don't get a lot of credit on every good team in the history of sports. Like that is no one's disputing that. But you're talking about the greatest athlete of like a generation, undisputedly. Like some people argue LeBron now in this generation's better, but of that generation, like Magic Johnson, everybody is just like goat. That's the goat. And it's just like like you're right there with him. You can like live go off into the sunset being his best teammate ever, but you gotta do this and just I hate it. And, and, and like l- listen to me. When have I been yeah. this passionate about a sports topic ever? It right. it truly irks me, like the way Scottie Pippen is. And then to question as an aside, to question Tom Brady's goathood right. because he doesn't play defense is like the most now it's just shrapnel. His bitterness knows no bounds. It's just like ridiculous. Oh, like, Another goat conversation? No goat for you. 
Like he's just going around chopping goats' heads off. Yeah, insane. Um, goats' head soup. Uh, great uh, album title by the Rolling Stones. You know what? We need to take a break now. Let's go to a commercial. We'll come back. We'll talk some sports, and we'll celebrate Thanksgiving. Sounds great. I need I need a breather after that. Like I need a cigarette. I feel like I just like I'm sweating. I, I need I need to go chug some water. Take a deep breath. Let's go to commercial. Let's play the Nelly's Diner ad. It's the sight, the sound, the smell of it. Morning, night, or noon. It's the feeling you're always welcome. And when you leave, we'll see you soon. It's the place you always go to. When you're with friends or you're all alone. It's the taste of Nelly's Diner. The place you feel at home. Step back in time when you step into Nelly's Diner. It's the only place in town to taste Wild Bill Cody's Bison Burger, deep fried in Nana's 100-year-old lard. Or try a tall stack of our award-winning PFBI pancakes. Dig into the signature Thang-a-thang salad. Or try an Uncle Dick footlong. Anything you want and anytime you want it, we got it. All served up with a free side of smiles. We are right where we've been for 60 years at 1440 Zagaki Street downtown. Nelly's Diner. It's the taste of home you never had because your mom sucked at cooking. It's the taste of Nelly's Diner that makes you feel at home. All right, we want to get to Thanksgiving, of course. It's Thanksgiving week. For course. Did you did you do that on purpose? Like a course meal, of course? Like no. Oh, no, I didn't. Wow. <laughs> nice. That worked out, though. Of course. Um, and I want to talk sports, of course, again, with a course. But... Um, the Nelly's Diner ad reminded me, and you know, look, I love Nelly Corda, the LPJ golfer. I'm not trying to take a shot here, but I do want to say, as we're recording this uh, uh, late Sunday, it was just announced that Nelly Corda finished second in LPGA Player of the Year voting, which congrats, I guess. Good for her. For second. But we reached out to her months ago, asking her to be the official spokesperson for Nelly's Diner. Oh, here we go. And her <laughs> PR people flatly turned us down. And look, I'm, I can't promise what I'm about to say is true, but I feel like had she hitched onto our wagon, uh, we would have lifted her in esteem to the point where she would have won LPGA Player of the Year today. No, she would have come in sixth if she came on the show. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> I don't know about that, but Nelly, uh, congrats for second place. Think about what might have been. Do people actually still say, whoa, Nelly? Or that is just like, that is an outdated phrase, right? Uh, that died with Keith Jackson, <laughs> the great Keith Jackson. He took it to the grave with him. He patented it. He pended it. Patent pending. He took it to the grave. It is no longer said. It may no longer be said. What's going on with your voice? What's going on with it? Like, it's Sunday night. Like, like, like have, you, have you been up? Have you been raging for like 48 straight hours on this weekend? And like, <laughs> you sound what I sound like after like a, an overnight flight home from Vegas where I have to like go to work the next day. Like, you sound right. like you just got off a red eye flight and you spent all weekend in Vegas. Okay. It, I wish. I haven't been in Vegas since I was in Tahoe, which is remotely close. But um, I'm old. I don't rage. Uh, I can't explain my voice. I really can't. All right. uh, I apologize for it, but I, I don't explain it. Let's talk some Thanksgiving. Let's, Let's you know, do it. This is a Thanksgiving week episode, and it's only taken us, what, 40 minutes as you get an email. It's only taken us four, <laughs> know, 40 on. minutes to get... Dad, what are you doing? Just play on. Keep it moving. What are you doing? Why are you sliding away from the Zoom I'm in the middle of the podcast? turning off my thing so it no, doesn't make a big thing. It's charming. <laughs> it's charming. Okay, okay when All that right. happens to you. Okay. So what are we talking about Thanksgiving? 
How are we going to okay. make this unique? Everyone's talking about Thanksgiving this week. How are we going to make this stand out? Well, I, I tell you what I want to do. And God bless Thanksgiving. But there are things about the Thanksgiving table that I really hate. So huh. I would like us to talk about the two or three uh, Thanksgiving foods that we can totally do without. Okay. Let's just cut them off the menu. Let's never see them or taste them again. Okay. Who would like to begin? Hmm. Yeti? I'll, I'll, I'll get us started. So clearly, if you look at me, I, I've never missed a meal. There's not much food that I would push aside. But if you're asking me <laughs> to pick, I mean, there, there are things going through the line that I don't want. Uh, in, in all good, I'd eat it, no problem. But I have so many other options that, you know, that I'll, I'll choose yeah, those. Stop sitting on so, the fence. Tell us you hate something. So, like, <laughs> I love corn, but not at Thanksgiving. Right. Oh, like, wow. like I, I don't want to be chasing things around my plate. I love how Yeti's worried about offending corn. Like he's, like, he's like softening it. He's like, corn, yeah. I like you. You know what? Literally and figuratively, corn has thick skin. <laughs> but like corn on the cob, I love it, but I don't want it at my Thanksgiving meal because I, I Thanksgiving is set aside for other things in in my mind. Uh, people really give a lot of love, love to green bean casserole, I, but I think that depends on your demo. I think the older uh, group that you're with, the more likely you are to find people happy oh, with it. I was with you on corn, but you shut your mouth bashing green bean casserole. <laughs> I don't, I don't like many things with the name casserole in them. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll jump, eat them. I'll jump through this Zoom right now. All right. <laughs> do it. Do it. I dare you. Try. <laughs> um, but no. So out of desserts. Desserts are my favorite thing about Thanksgiving. And uh, honestly, like apple pie. If I have to choose. I love a good apple pie. But if I have to choose one to go for Thanksgiving, it's uh, I'm going to put that one to the side and always choose pumpkin and pecan. Pecan's my favorite. But those wow. two for Thanksgiving, for, for the setting, keep apple pie for my summertime. Um, and keep cherry pie away from me altogether because it's rare that anybody makes a good one. Um, but 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 apple pie, I'm I'm going to kick you off my list. You're you're gone from my plate if I have to make a choice. All right, I'll jump off that. I, I also have a pie that I'd like to get rid of in this game. If, oh my god, I just dropped one of my daughter's toys into my water. Damn it! All right. Anyways, uh, pumpkin pie for me is the one that I can get rid of. Hmm. Like, I, I I actually am the opposite of everyone. Like, I don't, the, the desserts I can take or leave. Like, I'm in this for the fried turkey, for all the good sides. The dessert, I'm usually too stuffed because we do this thing now in our family where I have to eat two Thanksgivings because we have to, like, go to one house and then another house. Yes. Don't get me started on that. That's, like, that's Thank my you. least favorite. If you want to know what my least favorite thing about Thanksgiving is, that's my least favorite thing about Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, you got to cut out Christie's parents. There's no question oh, about wow, that. Oh, wow, wow. That's, that's interesting. That's who you if think. anyone's listening from the other side of the family, totally kidding. But uh, <laughs> and then so desserts in general was going to be on my list of just kind of overrated mm. about Thanksgiving. Like I like I'm here for the main course, but uh, I'm going to go with of the of the main side dishes of the obvious answer. There's no more clear answer than cranberry. Get the cran whether it's out of a jar, whether it's homemade by my dad. He like thinks his is better than like the canned one. Um, they're all just overrated. They're too bitter. It's just, I don't, it doesn't help any bite. It, like, it's just, I, I, I might put a little slab on my plate just cause it looks like a Thanksgiving plate. If you have a little cranberry sauce there, but I don't even eat it. It's the worst. Get it out of my life. Wow. I love a good cranberry, but it's gotta be made right. It's one of those things. Thanksgiving has a lot of dishes that people can either make really good, but a lot of people, a lot of the common Thanksgiving dishes, a lot of people do a really bad job at making them. And, and the other one on my list is just oven roasted turkey. If you're not frying a turkey in this day and age, <laughs> you're just doing it wrong. Like, I get okay. it. An oven roasted turkey can be fine, but it can't be great. Greg, what do you got? 
Um, the, the latter point you made is, is true, unfortunately, because an oven roasted turkey is the classic. It's from the Norman Rockwell painting. But if you want a really good bird, you have Greg's deep fried Cajun bird. So there's no question about that. Um, I want to say I wasn't even going to include pumpkin pie because I'm not a dessert guy, but I agree pumpkin pie is egregiously overrated. Yeah. Just to be polite to the holiday every year, I will have a slice of pumpkin pie, but it is such a small sliver of, uh, of a slice that it literally falls over on the plate. That's how thin the slice is because I don't like it. Um, anything involving sweet potatoes, get off my plate. Oh, I'm going to fight you again. The sweet potato. Yeah, see, I'm I'm all about, let me bathe in the sweet potatoes. I drafted sweet potato casserole with marshmallows in the Lebetard Show Thanksgiving NFL analyst draft. Like that is, uh, we don't generally have that at our house. Christie's house. So if you're trying to compete for my love on Thanksgiving, Christie's house (laughs) has a good sweet potato casserole with the marshmallows. Our house doesn't, is slacks in that category. We, mom and Aunt Bonnie make a mean classic mashed potatoes, but you know, they got to step up their sweet potato game. No. All right. Here's the thing you have to understand about the potato. Uh, it's it's a vegetable of the people. It was born in the dirt. You pull it out of the ground. It's meant to have that earthy, mealy consistency. Uh, it is not meant to be sweet. That's an abomination of what the potato <laughs> was designed to be. Hmm. Let me move on real quickly. You mentioned, Christopher, you mentioned the green bean casserole. Here's the conundrum. I love green beans, okay? When they're sauteed, when they're steamed even, it's a great vegetable. But when you lather it, it, lather it in cream of mushroom soup. Oh, mm-hmm. no, that's that's where it goes wrong. Mm-hmm. You don't the crunchies want... on top the crunchies mm-hmm. like you guys no. are. You guys are just wrong here. Like, I'll no, like, you, now the you're fried both onion just wrong. <laughs> the, the crunchy fried onion has its place. That's actually great um, as a crouton, like the crunchy fried onion as a crouton, like uh, textural change in salad. I think it's fantastic, but not in the green bean casserole, which is ruined by the mushroom soup. Nonsense. Now, finally, I want to fight you on cranberry sauce. Okay. Here we go. Greg makes one on his own. It's homemade. <laughs> it's so okay. much better than the kit. That it's it's just it's blah. It's bitter. If it's jellied coming out of a can, it's the worst. It should be eliminated. But if it's Greg's homemade cranberry sauce. If you put it in a bowl and mash it up and stir it with a spoon, it tastes so much better. It doesn't involve mashing up. It involves actually cooking it. You're buying fresh. I'll give a quick recipe right oh, here. God. You buy a bag of fresh cranberries, which are little round red things. You put them in a pan with a little bit of water, a generous amount of sugar, and I use brown sugar, okay? Mm-hmm. You cook them over a low to medium heat for 10 or 12 minutes until the round things start popping. Why is Yeti taking his shirt off? Like, it's just a, it's just a cranberry <laughs> recipe. Relax, Just Yeti. wait till I start rubbing the nipples. <laughs> and it's, and, and of course, you throw an orange peel in there or some orange zest or squeeze an orange in there. Star anise, Greg. Star anise is wonderful in it. Okay, I, I respect that. I'm not a big fan of uh, star anise or or any mentholy kind of flavor, but I, I hear you. But uh, jellied, uh, homemade cranberry sauce to me is the the most underrated and underappreciated of the major dishes. And the color alone, that red, because. Uh, visually, Thanksgiving can be a dull meal. Right. You know, the, the turkey itself is dull looking. Turkey gravy is dull looking. The mashed potatoes are white. You need a little color on the plate. No. And the red cranberry compote. That's all perfect. it does is help the meal visually. That's all it does. I'll agree. Like I I even said, I put it on my plate just because it kind of helps the look of the, the plate. So that <laughs> I'll give you. But that's all I'll give you. It's crap. All right. 
when I see you Thursday, I'm going to require. Dad, we do this every year. You, you like you put cranberry. This is what happens every year. He puts that cranberry out on the table about midway through the meal. Nobody except my aunt Bonnie has eaten it, and he starts guilting the table. He'll take a bite of it and be like, "Man, it's good this year." Oh, is this this is the rock star of the plate? That's my dad's move. It's like this is the rock star of the plate, and we're all like, "Dad, nobody gives a shit about your cranberry sauce." Okay? It is true, exactly. Dad, every what year, just said, literally verbatim, every year, every year. right. But the rock star of the plate is the Cajun, deep fried Cajun bird. That's true. And the homemade cranberry. So there. <laughs> dolphins, dolphins, seven and seven. We're back, baby. About that? The dolphins are back, Jack. I'm telling you. <laughs> um, you, you know, when you, you have to temper the enthusiasm a little bit when you beat the New York Jets. The Joe but, Flacco led Jets. Yeah, that was actually smart of them to start him uh, because Mike White would have melted under that uh, heavy blitz package the Dolphins use on defense. But three wins in a row, man, and and three home games coming up against beatable opponents. This league is so weird. The Texans winning against the Titans. It's crazy. What if this is like the best AFC ever? And we're just like, like the Jags, like would, would the Jaguars have won the AFC? Like, would this Jaguars team have won the AFC four years ago? Like, I just feel like we might be looking at the best AFC ever, and it's tricking us into thinking that, that they're actually not that good. Well, it, or, or you could do the opposite and say the Buffalo Bills used to be all that, and now they seem pretty ordinary after getting their ass kicked today. It's fun, man. This is I'm 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 so into how random it is. Like I've stopped betting because like <laughs> it's just impossible. But yeah. you know, if you're not betting, it's real fun the fact that anybody can beat anybody. Yeah, if you're not betting or predicting publicly like I do in the paper. Right. Um I am under the Mendoza line, which is 60% for straight up picks. I'm not talking about against the spread, just picking pure winners. I'm at less than 60%, which is like a career low. And I've been doing this like 31 years in the Herald since 1991. And this is my worst season because to your point, you cannot predict these results. Houston winning at Tennessee, Jacksonville beating Buffalo. Every week, there's two or three results that are just skull-numbingly crazy. You should just be taking every favorite. I mean, no, 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 I'm sorry. I meant the exact opposite of that. You should just be taking every underdog with the spread, right? I mean, I feel like that's the safest play. Yeah. I tell you what's crazy about football. It's not just the NFL. It's PFPI fantasy. I mean, here, Greg's Lobos. I think we're out of time. I think we need to get out of here. Oh, here, no. Here, Greg's Lobos came into week 11 <laughs> alone in first place with an 8-2 and two record. And the last time I looked, we were getting our ass kicked against a 500 team. Uh, we were losing 60-34. to 34. Now, I don't know what the final score is going to be. You know what? I, I know what happened. You got you got Lamar Jackson sick, didn't you? You were on the sideline last week hanging out with yeah. him. Your voice is all crappy. You got him sick. You're the reason he missed this week, didn't he? Aren't you? You know what? <laughs> I certainly wasn't going to volunteer that, but my <laughs> voice and L. Jack missing the game today for a non-COVID-related illness may or may not have been related. I will admit yeah. that. You guys had a little makeout session after the game? <laughs> we, we partied pretty hard. Hit him to drown his sorrows for having gotten his ass kicked in Miami and me just because I was so thrilled to see him on my home turf in Miami. I love the idea of you and him going to live together. It's just a funny visual. Yeah, well, we're not going to live together. I mean, we like each other, but we're not going to live together. But um, I do think that uh, I can tell you, in fact, I'm breaking a little bit of news here in the podcast. Uh, the sickness is not serious. He will be back uh, next week starting. <laughs> so I can t- I can report that. 
you know, I'm like Mike Ryan reporting something about UM that uh, he's totally making up. But anyway, <laughs> um, I didn't say that because I love Mike. He's just so great. He's. I don't think he's just making stuff up. That's pretty reckless by you. But uh, anyway. Guys, earlier in the episode, you guys were talking about some of uh, Chris's quirks. And, you know, Greg, you got into a little bit of yours. And Chris mentioned maybe opening some of that up to the audience oh, to yes. see we got who that. in the audience is as weird as Greg Cody. Good. Um, so, audience. Uh, help us prepare for an upcoming episode. Call the Greg Cody call-in line, which for some reason is from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Uh, but call 336-701-2522. That's yes. 336-701-2522. And tell us something that, that's really that that's weird, kind of like Chris's bag thing. One of your quirks, one of your yes. idiosyncrasies. And if we think you're weirder than Greg Cody, we'll feature your call on the air in a future episode. Yes. Try to beat... Try to be more odd than Greg Cody. I don't think you can do it, <laughs> listeners. It's tough That's to a do. high bar. That is a high bar. Hey, uh, we, we want to wrap up. Uh, I want to get uh, just a tiny bit emotional in the spirit of Thanksgiving week. Uh, every week, I, I thank you all, Pod family. But I, I really do mean it. I've got so much to be thankful for to the Levitard show, to my career-long affiliation with the Miami Herald, to all the loyal readers, to family goes without saying. But the rest should not go without saying, because this podcast in the past less than two years has been such a success and it's because of you all who are listening right now and who listen every week and don't go unappreciated because i appreciate the hell out of you all i really do and i thank you so much happy thanksgiving all and we'll see you next week oh thought you were gonna end with into all a good night I feel like that would have been, been good. A nice punctuation yeah. there. Yeah. 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 Thanksgiving we'll, to all and to all a good night. Right. Right. We'll save we'll that, save for, that Christmas. for the Christmas. And you take a beating for mismatching your holiday cliches. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Good night, everybody. Let's all go get sleepy with turkey. <laughs> <laughs>